All right, everybody, appreciate you guys for tuning in to a Pure Tennis Podcast episode again. We are back in the lab. Nate Walworth here, joined by Joe Patton, Bartosz Washuk. It's been a while. Busy schedules. I was in New York City. Joe's out here beating up on interclub folks and uh, take, taking balls to the chin, actually. He's four. four. Four balls to the chin. He got an overhead, a couple of volleys, a couple of forehands, but get the dub, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Bartosz is playing at Northern Kentucky University, starting up his fifth year, fifth and final year, going out on a high note. So, uh, no, happy to be back in here. It's a Sunday morning. We had to give a little recap of, of what we've seen the last two weeks and also a preview of, of, of the, the heavyweight fight between two of the uh, most fit guys on the tour. I mean, you got Carlos Alcaraz, 19-year-old, who's played three best-of-five matches. Uh, or, sorry, three, three five-setters in a row. Yeah, yeah. And you got Casper Ruud, who's just been working his way through, through this draw. I mean, pretty much unscathed. I believe Tommy took him five. Has anybody else taken Casper five? No. It's um, I think the Chachin I've got him to four. Yep, and then Rithvin had him at four at the very early match. Pretty crazy that we have Casper Ruud and Carlos Alcaraz playing in a final. I believe it's the first time ever that the final of a Grand Slam has determined the world number one ranking. So you have Casper Ruud who's never won anything above the two fifty level. Which for those of you guys that are unaware, it's like, and you have you have futures, you've got challengers, you've got two fifty level tournaments, then you got five hundred level tournaments, then you got Masters one thousands. And you got US, you get the grand, four Grand Slams. So the Grand Slams are 2,000 points. The Masters 1,000s are obviously, obviously 1,000, and, and so on and so on. So this is obviously the biggest match of his life. This is the biggest match of Carl, Carlos Alcaraz's life. And these guys are going to put on, I have to imagine it's going to be a four-hour-long battle. So that's what's crazy is that he's got, both of them have kind of creeped into the top five, but neither of them have done it by winning big tournaments. Carlos, like, Carlos has won Masters. He, he won Miami. Miami. Which is... This year, he, I feel like he, like, I feel like he's definitely come alive way, way more intensely this year than Rude's kind of always just kind of been hanging around, so... Rude has just been so steady. He's a clay... He was known as... People were trying to peg him as a clay court specialist, um, and he kind of was to start his career, I would say. That's where he had most of his success, but it was in, within the last year and a half or two. I mean, he won the San Diego Open... Um, and, and after that, although that's only a 250, I was like, this guy can play. And he's just steadily improved since then. And he just, he just fights. And it's just, that's, he's been able to find a way to, to play offensive tennis on the hard court, uh, on the fast hard courts in the, in the United States swing. Yeah. Like Casper also had experience, uh, playing on the final Euron girls. Am I right? Correct. Like, correct. This, yep. This year. So yep. he knows what's going to happen today. He has kind of experience. I, I I think so. Alcaraz can be a little bit nervous today because it's one one of the biggest matches for him this year. But I still believe that he can he can get the get the win and be number one in the world. For me, unfortunately, I, I love Casper Ruud, but no offense, I don't think so. This guy can deserve for now being number one <laughs> number one in the world. Yeah, you say that, but like you just said the same sentence. It's like he did just reach the finals of. Roland Garros and really? played against the greatest clay quarter of all time and I mean although he didn't take a set off him it's like he got to that point so he's definitely he's got at, a little a, more experience in that kind of setting you're right right and his level has obviously been there throughout this year I mean he's had some bumps um where he got I mean he played a 19 year old a few weeks ago and only won eight points on Ben Shelton's serve so I mean 
He's already had experience against a nineteen year old. I don't expect to see that type of show out showdown today. Well, the Tommy Paul match too is like a little worrying for Alcaraz because like they have a similar slappy game and like he took him out that last set. I think Tommy was done, but Tommy was toast. I mean, that, Tommy left it all out there, and I just think Casper's level of fitness is. Tommy just... Paul did beat Alcaraz though. He did. <laughs> best of three, different di- different ball game. I think that's one thing that like we. You just get reminded of that when you go from watching best of three tennis at Masters 1000s yeah. to best of five. Yeah. I mean, we're, when is the last time? I mean, we're watching five-hour matches. It's a different sport. Five-hour matches is like you're playing two of those best out of three matches. And before we get to a preview of this final, let's just rewind and kind of go down the path from Alcaraz. He might have just played in the best match in the last ten years, I mean, I don't. I'm not gonna like. I don't want to make it like. It's. I'm not, we're not trying to. We're not gonna grab head. Like, it's not like a, a weird thing. To, like, it's honestly. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to like make like some bold insane. statement. I really think, I watched every ball hit that match, and I thought, I don't know if I've seen that level, before. Maybe like 2008 Wimbledon was that cleanly played. I don't know. I'm sure people will, will, will try to follow up with a match that they thought was better, but, the ball striking, <laughs> the movement, the court coverage. The stamina, the power. The pressure on the match point defense. I mean, are you kidding me? I yeah. mean, that was... And also one of the best shots of the year. Did you guys see yep. this shot behind the back? I mean, this... that, that is the best shot. Yeah. No, that's it, it's between... I, I think I tweeted out a poll. It was I, my two favorite shots of this year, the behind the back from Alcaraz and the lefty forehand from J.J. Wolf. And I thought we wouldn't see a better shot than Wolf's lefty forehand pass against Sitsipas in Miami. But behind the back... I mean, when the guy's at the net already, and you just have to get the ball to his feet to have and a still second, win the point, and you still hit a exactly. stop. Yeah. I mean, if he would have hit that shot and and lost the point, it still would have had yeah. so, some. Ju- but winning the point on that, I mean, well, it's just like the finish that Alcaraz has to not to jump ahead to Tiafoe, but that point where he's like scrambling around on the two two back to back drop shots, the one behind him, the one right up at the net, and then to get the next one on the middle mid court and just slam a forehand right past Tiafoe, like that. That's a that's that. That should be point of the year. And, I no, mean, that it is. For, for me, it is. <clears throat> me too. You, you couldn't play better. He was playing so. He hit this ball so hard. Yeah. Behind behind his back. Like, how do you have that much energy? To, like, you just sprinted three times full out to like have the gut to like fire a forehand past Tiafo who's standing in I will, the left I will hand say, side. Tiafo. Like, he just ripped him. Tiafo's match point save against or against Carlos Alcaraz was. Yeah, I mean the way he finished that with the drop shot after after all of that. Oh, I know that was a silly, silly point. But I just think the level like we've talked about in our group chat a, a number of times. Is this the highest level you've seen all year? Oh like my. just yes, by far, from top I, to bottom. I think when I, we were talking, I saw that going around in the group chat. I might have started that because like I've just watched like as far as the Grand Slams go, the U.S. Open, the tennis is so much faster and harder hit balls because people can plant their feet they're not sliding all over the place and it's just it's just intense every every from start to finish it's intense the entire time and i just yep. think it's just the best tennis that i've seen i mean it's I, I, I mean maybe australian open has a little bit of that but i feel like the u.s open is just so much faster it's it's it is i think western and southern is a great prep tournament because of how fast our courts are in cincinnati but it like the the atmosphere, the energy, the best of five setting. Obviously, being in New York, it takes it to another level. And I think first couple rounds, I got to watch JJ Wolf play Roberto Batista Agut, and it's like awesome. that level is incredible. And those guys are out in the first few rounds. It's right. like, and those guys are playing like Wolf is hitting one of the biggest balls on the tour. 
takes out Robbie Batts in straight sets, and then he has actually a big win against Tabilo. Then he plays against then Nick Kyrgios, and it's just like there are so many levels to this game, even when you get inside the top 50. That's the part that I think I've grown to appreciate covering this sport now for a few years, um, where you just see that like there is separation still, even within the top 50. Yeah. Like I was, I I thought that why JJ Wolf was playing that he was gonna give Curious a run, and then you just see the mind games of just a whole different level of strategy. Like it's like you gotta almost have like five dimensional game at this next level because you're just gonna slap balls in this certain pattern. Those top guys just do different things. Like they just they completely change their game, and they're experts at every level. So it's like if you're really good at this one thing that they're doing. They just take it. And just do what you're not doing, and just okay. Well, I'll just try this then. And I'm really good at that top, too. Top players, even like from 100, all of them almost they're playing exactly the same. But the best players, top 10, they just know how to win the most important p- points. So yeah, this is this is how they're like that. Why they're like top four, top 10 in in the world. So. I would, like you just said. I think they play the best, the big points, the best, and I think they they take advantage of second serves. And yeah. they also have a first serve as a weapon. Yeah, and if that if your first serve isn't dropping, if you're not, you're yeah. not gonna stay in. There. I mean, it, to be honest, it's how Tiafo even took yeah. that match to five sets against Carlos Alcaraz, serving as poorly as he did. Yeah, is to me that was pretty like that just shows his level from the baseline is there. Like he can compete from the baseline with these top players in the world. You just to to win those matches, you have to serve like yeah. at a sixty percent clip. It was at and forty. If, I think he was at forty percent overall in that last set. He was at twenty six percent. Good luck. Yeah. yeah, I was I was even surprised how many uh, how many serves, uh, how many people, how many times people are getting break because even though like if you're gonna get back like few years ago, we're not gonna see so many so many breaks during during the tournament. Here, like if you're gonna go back to the quarterfinals, semifinals, it's so many breaks. I believe so. Also, like the tennis players, their returns got much better right now, so they're able to break each other more times that used to be in the past. The returns are better. I think. I think what we're seeing, call me crazy, but the guys are better athletes these days than we than I saw. Even as when I was growing up, the the guys across the board are better athletes. You got guys standing twenty feet behind the baseline, literally in, like in front of these camera guys. And so, I mean, even if you hit the ball one thirty, these guys are having plenty of time to see the ball and put it back in play. And I mean, they're hitting the ball with the, the modern day rackets and the string combinations. The ball has so much bite or topspin that. No one really wants to serve in volley that much unless your name's Nick Kyrgios because you don't want to get that uncomfortable ball at your feet. And then these guys from the baseline are just hitting missiles. So it's like... I agree with you, except Agassi was shredded. <laughs> no, that's... No, obviously, Andre Agassi... <laughs> the dude was second best, second best returner of all time behind Novak Djokovic. <laughs> but in general, it's just like, these guys are so freaking athletic. Yeah. It's the, the movement and the court coverage, especially against how big these guys hit the ball... And then Alcaraz takes it to another level. Well, yeah, with the recovery ever. too. In the recovery, like the like you were saying, nine hours or what thir- was it, thirteen hours on the court, and then he's playing in the slam final. Oh, he's well over thirteen hours now. No, I mean, was, like yeah. with the last three right. matches, maybe. No, he yeah, I think the last three matches. I think you're right. I think he's close to. He played a five hour and fifteen minute long slugfest against Center, yeah. and he bounced back with that, and he took out. Uh, Tiafo, yeah, Tiafo was probably four hours plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Patrick McEnroe was just saying like, well, Tiafo's going to have him on the, just who's going to be punched out more. Not even close, dude. Like it wasn't, <laughs> like, there, like it wasn't, there had, there none of that ever, it, I, I, I never saw him look fatigued. At no, all. no, no. And I, I thought it's, it's also silly. 
shout to Gil Gross for bringing this up, but I was we were kind of had a nice little uh, tweet exchange. But it's like these 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 older analysis these guys it's are saying old. yeah that's these not... guys are saying oh he's recovering because he's 19 years old he's able to bounce back and his body's not feeling the the fatigue from that these other 20 something year olds or 30 year olds would feel it's like give the kid his credit we have never seen a 19 year old do this physically to himself and have this type of like he's a he, specimen yeah. he's one of the best athletes to ever in this world yet alone he's it. probably the best one of the best athletes to ever play tennis. And the best touch probably when did you guys see how like whenever he's playing some lobs, how he's best like lob. how right. he's ending up the lobs exactly on the line. Yeah, he hits more lines than anybody <laughs> I've ever seen in my in my life. Just just like sliding, like smashing lines. Tafa is just kind of looking at him, and the end nope. of that match is like, what do you do with that? I, I remember like time slowed down for me in real like in real life was when Tafa hit that that volley where he just didn't really like stick it. And he had Carlos. Oh, yeah. He had Carlos pinned in the deuce court, yeah. and then he hit like that. Slash. Not, it wasn't like a crappy volley. It just wasn't a crispy like. He just punch. tried to put it in there. He just tried to, like, like that's a against, high margin. There's no way he's gonna get against that. everybody else on the tour yeah. right now. Maybe Novak, if, if they let him play, he gets to it. But nobody else is getting to that ball, and nobody's hitting a winner off that ball. <laughs> but for some reason, when I'm watching the match. As soon as Tiafo hit the volley, I said, "Oh, it's I over." I cringed too. Like I knew it was I over. I cringed too. You, like, like the that's fact too, that's Carlos too has that shot in his bag, the backhand topspin lob flick, and he knows like it's over. It's yeah. I, I just have never. So Andy Murray fast. has had that shot, but he's taken it to another level it, with his speed. It's just mesmerizing to watch his speed, his yeah. power, his finesse, his drop shot, his volleys where he's just like the one volley against Tiafo. He just literally jumped like a cat and just covered the the cross court angle, and he just hits that nasty. It's like. It's, he's doing things that we haven't seen before, and it's it's every match. It's not like once it's he's got four to five Sports Center top ten plays, but Sports Center just doesn't want to show us that type of love in the tennis world because no. he'll take over the, the whole top ten. Well, and it's just it's such a difference too from tennis players' perspective watching someone go from complete defense to complete offense in like a split second just because you didn't hit your volley perfectly, and now he just takes you like he's going to aggressively hit a lob that lands on the line. Like how do you how do you even change how do you game plan against that? Yeah, he can he he can be everywhere. But also one thing, how is that possible? I don't know what's going on with the, his shoes, but like sometimes he's just sliding on the court and he's falling down. I don't know <laughs> how is that possible. We we, we know like, why. I don't know if we're allowed to say a whole lot, but it's yeah, it's the the, the Nike yeah. <laughs> the, the, the vapor. It's the vapors, vapors, man. It's the vapors. <laughs> no, the vapors are the very comfortable shoe. It's not the most durable, willing to sustain through hard physical uh, sliding. I mean, it's like, I mean, not to mention like tennis has never had to build a shoe for a mover like Carlos Alcaraz. This is something different. Kind of cool. It's it is. It's like Rafa moves very aggressively, but it's not even. He never slid this aggressively on hard courts. Oh, no. Novak is is there, but yeah. like we all know, he's got some of the best boots in the world yeah, on his he feet. Does. I mean, those are good. You shoes. put Asics. Uh, court FFs on, or no speed FFs on. You're you're gonna be in good shape. It makes you even when you're in your t in your forties, you can compete with people, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> oh man! So, but before we move, like let's sh let's shout out also for Iga Świątek. I'm from Hell Poland, yeah. so I think it was the the third Grand Slam for Polish girl. So Iga, gratulacje, and yeah. There were so many Polish fans yesterday on the car. I was surprised how many how many Polish fans were over there and were cheering for for Iga. I was not surprised. I, I made a stop in Brooklyn at um, Greenpoint. Shout out to Greenpoint in Brooklyn, 
I think every person I met was Polish. So I knew that there was a strong Polish presence in the Big Apple. Um, no, I kind of joking, but it was Igish Fontek's title. And I think it was just, to me, it was a surprise because, you know, she didn't come in in the best form. She wasn't dominating like we've seen her dominate this year and in spans last year where she was winning 30 straight matches in a row and just taking ripping girls off the court. She came in with not the most confidence when she even admitted that. She also doesn't like the ball that they use. They use a regular duty ball instead of the extra duty ball that the men use. That's another thing that kind of threw her off that she said she was flying balls. We saw her change rackets, every changeover, tightening up strings, trying to kind of keep that ball in the court. Because she's a big ball striker, likes to swing big and wants to be rewarded for that. And when the balls are flying, I mean, it's, 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 it's probably a lot mental. But the fact that she was kind of able to overcome that and when she, ripped, when she, when she ripped Sloane Stevens, that's when I knew she was going to be in fine form. I mean, I, I didn't have any concerns with her losing early after I saw her rip through Sloane Stevens. Although she didn't play a top 100 player um, for like three or four rounds, which so th- nice draw, but that's why you, you capitalize on a draw and you take home your first hard court grand slam. Yeah. Definitely a big shout out I to you. I, I was watching her a lot. This, I mean, I thought that the women's side was amazing, but going through Pagula at the. I mean, Pagula battled. But battled Pagula hard. was was chasing <laughs> ba- down. Like, Pagula wanted that so bad. Oh, yeah. I think that they all kind of felt like, I mean, she even admitted that she wasn't playing good, that she's like still winning but not playing good. She definitely wasn't. I've seen Iga play much better. That's to me, like, that just shows her level of dominance when she's playing at about a B level and still gets to hoist a trophy at the end of the day. Oh, yeah. Getting through Sublanca, too. Like, after Sublanca, just completely ripped her on the first set and then come back and just take it like it was, like that set never happened. I think that's the. Danielle Collins was supposed to beat Sablanca. Yeah, that. That serving was. I was going to say twenty percent. Twenty percent of the serve, you, of of your first serve, you can you can do that on a tour. No, like, Daniel Collins. Yeah, I don't like, think I saw her hit a first serve that she match. She was she was missing no. six to seven in a row, and I'm like, just, it just was hard to watch. Like, how do you just not just go double? Du- let's go double second serve. Just stop. But like, that. we got coaching right now. If I'll be a coach, I would just tell like put seventy percent on the co- like of, on your first serve, but like, just make your first serve. And I, I didn't see any any coaching of that. I was I was surprised. Yeah. No, hundred yeah. percent is that's the big issue. Is I thought they were like if you're gonna get coaching, like you might as well talk to her about what she's struggling with. It. They were like more energy, more energy. I'm like, like no, hit she, a first she, serve. She needs a first serve. <laughs> it's like more energy. No. Um, hit a first serve. In. I mean, her, yeah, I, we're not gonna talk about it too much, but like just technically, I I, I was actually talking to Angela Wilson, who's. Um, in my opinion, one of the best coaches around. We, we were talking about her form. Her form is just not conducive to hitting a big ball. It's just like there's low margin of error. There's not a whole lot of upward movement to get the ball to drop. It just kind of comes around the ball. And it's if she tweaks her form, she's such a good athlete. I was bummed. Danielle Collins was playing plenty. Like her, her, her level was so good. She's supposed to beat Sabalenka in that match. And she just gave Sabalenka confidence. And when you give Sabalenka confidence with that level of ball striking and that power, it's, she's it, power. it, gets, it gets dangerous. Yeah, she she looks that that serve. I didn't realize how hard she hits her servers. We're we're jumping. Around. We're gonna stay on the women. One one eighteen. We got while we're on the women. We got let's get through the women before we go ahead and recap uh, <laughs> the men and kind of give a preview. But a couple other notes from the women's side of things. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Give me Bartek. You you said it first. What what are your thoughts on what you just saw? Serena Williams potentially close out the last tennis tournament of her career. Yeah, I mean, she's done. Is, is that it? It's. This is this is the question. Like it's still questionable about if Serena's gonna be done. For me, she still can play around like being like top fifty, top forty in the in the world. So I believe she 
she might not be done yet. I, like she did so much, uh, te- uh, so much things for tennis, and United States loves her for that. And ten, like especially over here, tennis, ten, like United States is looking for some person who's gonna bring that much energy and like the thing that people's gonna start watching tennis in the United States again. So I think, yeah, like for sure she could be top fifty. But if you're only gonna guarantee Serena that she can be top fifty in the world, that's not gonna be enough to keep her motivated to keep working hard to compete at Grand Slams and Masters one thousands. She still can win a Wimbledon. Probably, maybe yeah. I b- I believe she might be able to play one more Grand Slam and it's gonna be Wimbledon next year. Her fitness is gonna have to take a, a serious uptick. I mean, she's she's a mother, so I mean, like, she's yeah, 40. it's like she's a forty year old mother. So of course, yeah. it's like it's not gonna be easy, and it's like we we're not gonna like knock her if she can't get her physical uh, fitness back to that level. But I mean, I looked at I had to look to see if Google had anything for us. They only listen her at like one fifty eight. Yeah, I don't, yeah, that I was mean, maybe when no she was way. 2005. Um, <laughs> I, I would like to know where she's sitting. I, I don't know if that's personal. But it's like this is that, these, are, yeah. these, are, these are athletes. Well, I mean, like for men, that's all listed. So it's like, but maybe it's not accurate for men either. So I don't know. But it's like I would like to know where she is now in her physical in her fitness, fitness compared to where she was 10, 15 years gotta, ago. Yeah, because because if she she needs the she needs to get like halfway back to where she was, and I don't think she's well, there. That's yet. the thing with Tom Aya Tom Tom Janovich Tom Janovich yeah Tom John. It was de- like it just got exposed there at the end because see, the one it's just like a step faster and it, and at that level it didn't matter if she was powering balls like left and right when the other girl was just running them down yep. and like can you can't move. I love Isla Tomlinovich I did too I mean I'm, I'm a, I mean big she, fan she, I'm a huge fan she gave us like un, like without even really pre- prepping much she just gave us 20 minutes in Cincinnati to hang out and talk and kind of just hit with hit with uh, Jensen for us on on our shoot and. She's just super nice um, for her to get that win and handle it with such class. The biggest win of her career, yeah. and she has to. She she lets Serena take the mic. She get. I mean, she basically doesn't take any credit for herself and uh, does everything with a smile and just. I mean, that's the biggest win of her career, and she's twenty nine years old. When like just like you said on the guy side, the fitness level of, of her and Garcia and I mean every all the the it's gone up. I think it's gone up across the board. Just like the recovery times and just like everybody is moving to a new level. I don't. I don't ever remember seeing women that looked like the the, the tennis players look right but now. But Serena also like beating number two in the world, Kontave, in three sets. I was I was still like whenever I saw that they're coming to the first set, the third set. I didn't. Oh, yeah. so, I didn't. I was. I was not expecting that actually she's gonna like fight f- for the third set and she she beat number two in the world. Yeah. So True. like you had interesting stats, Nate, about uh, beat Serena Williams beating like some be- top top players. Yeah, she's 23 and 2 in her last 25 meetings against top 2 players in the world, uh dating back to 2006, I believe. That was a Ben Rothenberg stat. Um but no, I think like like you just said, beating Anna Kontaveit, unfortunately Kontaveit is going to drop severely after this year, uh not being able to defend a whole lot of points. Um as well Amaratakanu. Um just the women's game is a lot more fluid as far as the rankings go, but regardless, I mean, Anna Kontaveit didn't get that by mistake and um the fact that Serena Williams playing like one tournament this year is, is able to, to take her out, that just shows her raw natural abilities on a tennis court as, a, as an athlete are just, they exceed anything we've ever seen. That's why she's the greatest woman athlete of all time, greatest tennis player of all time. And I think she got to send her, send, send her kind of uh, her, her, home, her home crowd out on a high note. She brought in celebrities from, I mean, every, I, mean I could name, I mean, everybody. 
um, was there watching that. I think that was cool to see just how many the power that she has to bring people to uh, Flushing Meadows was cool. So last couple notes on the women's side, Coco Golf guys. She hit, although she lost a super tough match um, to. Uh, Oh my gosh! Who's Garcia? Garcia, yeah. yeah, Caroline Garcia, Cincinnati. She played him. Garcia played amazing that match. She played amazing all tournament. I thought she was gonna. I thought she not, played very bad against Ons Jabeur. Yeah, well, that was the thing. But Coco Golf, before I forget, a hundred and twenty-eight mile an hour serve. No way. A hundred and twenty-eight mile an hour serve, and I trust more than the speed serve at the Western Southern Open. But we have, I actually trust that these these uh, <laughs> speedometers have some accuracy. 128 miles, and it sounded and it looked like 128 miles an hour. I mean, the women's game what was is your, evolving. What did the US? What did the Cincinnati Speed Serve clock you at, Nate? Three miles an hour slower than Coco Golf, <laughs> <laughs> but but Coco Golf went in though. <laughs> My, mine might have hit the back curtain. Uh, that's. But it, I think, guys, shout out to the head boom. Check that out at tennispoint.com. It's a power stick. It's a beautiful colorway, foam green, black. You guys, uh, you guys got Mozzetti using it, who's the uh, good-looking young Italian. And Coco Goff, who's kind of the face of the franchise, with just her like it just fits her game so well. And I mean, when she hit like that to me was like one twenty. Like the fact that she even has that in her bag is insane. And she had a fun tweet about it, like she couldn't believe it herself. I mean, the, the adrenaline gets going on Arthur Ashe with those fans, that energy. You're, you're capable of things that you don't even know. That's amazing. That's amazing. Sablanka was hitting one twenties too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, she she stay, she stay, she yeah. was missing a loss of first serve. So <laughs> yeah. Le- I almost forgot. Actually, I almost did not forget. I, I could never forget. You know, local celebrity Katie McNally. Oh yeah, reaches the doubles finals today with Taylor Townsend, who was behind the desk on the Tennis Channel desk for a while when, when she was uh, having having a baby and uh, going going through motherhood, and now she's back on tour in the finals of a Grand Slam. So this is, I believe, she was in the finals last year. So this is back to back U.S. Open final, five, US one, three. finals. <laughs> shout out to the five one three. Shout out to Katie McNally. Shout out to Kevin O'Neill, her coach. Shout out to her mom, Lynn. McNally, great family, um, easy to root for. We've known these these guys for a long time, and just cool to see someone that that you've known for a long time make it on the big stage. And she deserves it. She works her tail off, and she had a hell of a tournament in Cincinnati. Had match points against Ones Jabur, the finalist this year. Really, I thought she not should have beat her, but had a great opportunity to take down Ones Jabur. So, I mean, even her level on the singles court is there. So, there. Super happy for her, um, guys. Any other notes on the women's side of things? Uh, Jaber, like this, this, this girl, uh, very talented player, very athlete, and she, she was playing very good tennis. So I'm, I, I, every time when I'm watching Jaber, like I'm excited to see how is she playing on the court. Also Garcia, I remember like I, the first time whenever like I was watching her was in Warsaw, 250 WTA tournament on the clay. Then she won this tournament, and after that, she had a very good run after after the tournament in Poland. So, yeah, Garcia, Jaber, Shiontek, very good job, like, playing. And also from the women's side, too, like, I really like whenever you see, like, top players, they actually are on the top. So, for example, like, Shiontek, Jaber, they're always, like, going to quarterfinals, semifinals, because in the last few years, we could see a lot of girls, you know, just changing. So, for example, like, Emora Ducano, Leila Hernandez, they just, like, got to the final of US Open, and then they were, like, struggling for the the next year to get any points. 
No, that's a good point. Anza Jabari, one of the most talented players with a racket in her hand. I mean, the the control she has of her stick is amazing. Um, last stat was that I liked was Serena Williams. First off, set the record, almost broke it by a million on her last match against Ayla Tomlanovic. The viewership was almost a million more than Roger Federer's Wimbledon final. I think it was 2012. Uh, could be not sure if that's 100% correct, but I believe is what, uh, what I saw. I know it was about 800,000 more eyeballs. And then also the largest Amer- evening. America, baby. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> largest evening session attendance record ever at Arthur Ashe, 29,402 as she would took the court for the last time. So pretty awesome what she's done for tennis. Uh, you know, you, just to see all the people on Twitter, on Instagram, kind of shouting out, letting people know that she was tuned in. Um, here, here's one more. When Serena won her first U.S. Open match, Greg Popovich was 106 on the all-time wins list. Tom Brady had not yet thrown his first Michigan touchdown pass. LeBron James had not made his high school debut, debut, and Tim Duncan was the reigning NBA Rookie of the Year. So a lot of things have changed <laughs> since the GOAT has won her first slam. The fact that she's still out here getting big wins, putting eyeballs on, on our sport, and uh, making noise for tennis is, is, is pretty remarkable. That is, that's a good step. Timmy Duncan, man. <laughs> Timmy Duncan, the legend. Wake Mr. Fundamental. Wake Forest. Backboard. Banks are open. Banks are open. Banks open. <laughs> All right. Guys, we got to get into the, to the preview now of the final. We, gotta, we, we, we have to give a little prediction that how many sets we think this is going, whose terms this is going to be played on. Talk to me about what, Joe, you started off. What do you expect to see today at 3 p.m. Think, on our thrash? I think people aren't giving Casper enough respect. I, I'll say that right now. I think that like a lot of people think Alcaraz going walk through him, and he might, but I think that the way that he's playing right now, I think it goes five, and I think that um, not to – I think Alcaraz gets him, but it's going to be a lot closer than anyone is saying right now. I like it. I like it. So you got five, and you got who's, – who's taking it in five? Alcaraz. Alcaraz. Mm-hmm. Is the fifth second to be close? Oh yeah. Like, like I, I think I, I'm on the borderline of saying that Rude takes him just because he's got the French Open experience going into a Grand Slam, and that Alcaraz is gonna be a little um, butterflies just because it's just so. It's first of all that's the biggest stadium, and he's not gonna he's not gonna be used to that noise that comes out. I mean, he's been playing in it all week, <laughs> but like this is for the whole. This is for a million. What, I, I a million bucks? No, this is for a million bucks, and still it's being for the number one in the world. So number one is, in the world. This is even more important. It's so. got a lot on it. This this kid has shown us that he's different at every he's part of his young win. career. So it's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm expecting him to be feeling that type of pressure or feeling the moment is this big. He's been able to compartmentalize yeah. these situations so well. Yeah. He's got one of the best coaching camps in, in the sport, and he's just... His, men- his his mental makeup is just different. I mean, he lost that four set against Tiafo. I think a lot most nineteen year olds would have not, not exploded, but definitely been down in the dumps during that then, during that changeover. He didn't show. I mean, if you would have panned to him, you wouldn't even have known who won that set if you just showed Carlos Alcaraz. Yeah, he, he looked. Even, it didn't he even look like he was sweating. No, he he would. He's got the Novak Djokovic factor where like it doesn't matter if these guys are playing five hours or not. Their hair looks amazing, just like it did when they started. <laughs> it, does. it doesn't. Nothing moves. Do you it guys remember? Yeah, go ahead. No, Do you guys remember Andy Murray? Every time when he was walking on the court after first game, I thought like he's playing five hours. He's on the court five hours. So <laughs> he walked out, put his towel down. He's like, Ugh. Andy Murray has played a, has played possum for like twenty straight years, <laughs> and like it's amazing. Like he still looks like he like I I don't fall uh. for it anymore. A- shout out to Andy Murray though. Had a hell of a tournament. Picks on- up the water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so. Carlos Alcaraz is minus two thirty three favorite. 
Um, so, I mean, pretty good favorite. So, Joe, if you believe that this is going five sets, I strongly suggest that you take Kasparud plus three and a half games at minus 130. Okay. Um, I think that we'll have to jump on that. I, 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 I feel like I have to put a wager on this just to have a little more interest. Like, I kind of want to do interest. it, too. Because yeah. I really don't have a like, – at this moment, I just want to watch a good tennis match. I think if I put a few dollars on the line, I may have a rooting interest because – I'm a fan of both these guys. It's I like, am too. And they're just they and they 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 hit the ball in such a an like attacky defensive way where they're just they cover they both cover court. I just I think it's going to be insane tennis, or one of them is going to just get pooped out and die on the court. I don't. Th- that's the thing I don't expect. Is I, th- I think two of these phys- like these guys are physical specimens as, as regards to just being in shape and having legs to go the distance. Yeah. Casper uh, Rude lost in Cincinnati to Ben Shelton. The next day, I went out there early, and I went to the practice courts. He was out there with like the weights on his chest, and then the other thing, like like shirtless, just grinding again for two and a half hours. It's like these guys they they see the they see the the long term goals so well that they're not getting flustered with the the in moment losses that a lot of these guys are getting um, kind of caught up with. That's the kind of difference that, that separates these top ten guys from the rest of the field. Uh, I, I expect to see a high level match. I believe Casper Root has never taken a set off Carlos, so he's that's 0- the thing. Zero and four. I, I don't read into that a ton, but the fact that Casper's game, like I don't think it will impact this this match that much. But Carlos's game, playing more offensive, being a better mover than Casper, and being able to dictate a little bit more often, and having better net skills, it's going to be awfully tough, in my opinion, for Casper Root to win this. I, I honestly, if I'm his coach, I don't know what the strategy is to break down Carlos Alcaraz. It's like, do you want to push him to go five sets and make him go the distance again? Sure, but Carlos has shown that that's not really a him in the past. Are you going to try to play more offensive tennis? That's a little bit out of Casper's element. Good luck. But you got to hit the first serve in. You, you have got- to. Hit the, he has to get 65. It's got to be. He has to hold serve an awful lot. Yeah. The, the other thing that's scary about Carlos is his first serve is only going to get better. Like. That's the one part of his game that I see where he's going to add more beef to it. It's going to get heavier. It's going to get more pop. He's going to be able to more, be more aggressive. Right now, he's not spot serving, but there's a lot of kickers in there. There's a lot of like he's not he doesn't hit all the aces. I mean, if you guys know, I don't I don't think he hit a ton of aces in the last. But that's once he figures out that part of the game and the plus one is is even bigger. This guy is going to be an unstoppable force. Alcaraz is a great second serve, especially on the ad side, kick serve. But uh, whenever he was playing with Tiafo, Tiafo was had a pretty good returns down the line, and also also we can see from that's a chess match right there. That that's a great point. The chess match with because Carlos is dropping that kick serve short in the box, which is a tr- which is a problem for most guys because it gets so high up on you if you're behind the baseline. Tiafo's hand eye coordination and ability to just take that on the, the on the short hop and jump that ball down the line. Yeah, I mean that's you have to do that against this guy. Yeah. But like if I was playing, if if I'll be, I was Alcaraz. I wish I could be in the semifinal of U.S. Open and saw that Tiafo is playing like a lot of times on the air side down the line backhand. He he didn't try a lot of times going like on the body serve or just go down the tee of the second serve. I like he still has a, a lot of improvement on the second serve and also from the girls. Girls are doing the same thing. They just either on the at like dual side or ad side, just going wide serves, and then they just like the returners slapping the ball down the line. Just go, go like go body, go down the tee uh, to the middle, and just let's see how it's gonna go. You're not opening the angles anymore. I so. think that that's the I thing. Miss- I think that's the thing is that you have. There's not one. There's like you just said. There's not one strategy that's gonna work. 
but like with no, the offense, you, it's, it's got to be a steady dose of variety. Right, and you just gotta you gotta slap him deep, and then just be ready to sit there and play a point. Try to hit it, like try to keep him deep, and then and if if it comes to the place where your stamina starts to wear down, you have to just push through and just mm-hmm. know that he's going to be there because he just believes in himself at such a high level. The ad, <clears throat> well, no, it's, I thought that was very interesting that Bartek brought up the ad court uh, second serve. It's like when Naomi Osaka was at her at the peak of her powers, she was running around every backhand and cracking forehands against the girls, and that was where the big advantage was. Is she was just ready for that second serve kick that. She was going to jump on, and that's that's going to be the difference today. Is if if Casper's going to win, he's going to have to take advantage of the Carlos Alcaraz second serve, which we've just talked about. Is it's it's not that easy to do. Your timing is going to be perfect. You're going to be able to move in on it. You, he cannot sit back 20 feet behind the baseline and expect to out baseline Carlos Alcaraz. Carlos has too much variety. He's got too much firepower. He's too many too many options in the bag. I. And Casper's playing so well. I mean, taking out Berrettini was no joke. Tommy Paul, another Tommy great baseliner. Tommy Paul was like the baseliner too. Yeah. But the grinding, like that's the thing. That's why I think that Casper's going to give Alcaraz everything that he he wants uh, for a, everything that we want for a final. I think is going to happen today because he's just he's he's set in. He's believed in himself. It's going to be a it's going to be a battle. Anybody have any more final thoughts on what we've seen today or what Can't is... Can't wait. Uh, what time does it start again? 3, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. So the Who Days are going to get off to a big start <laughs> against the Steelers. <laughs> We're going to wipe the Steelers off the, off the field in the first yeah. half. Let's ride. And I will, let's ride. <laughs> and I'll be tuned in <laughs> to the entire match. Guys, check out tennis underscore point underscore USA on Twitter for more live updates. Check out the Instagram as well, tennis underscore point underscore US. A and check out our TikTok. Our TikTok's been booming, so it's just and, fun to and send Nate comments and give us ideas. This is the best tennis show on the on the on the radio waves. Exa- always give us feedback, guys. I'll take any feedback, positive, negative. I want to hear all the vibes. Let me know how we're doing. Let me know if you guys have any thoughts on what we can chat about, and we will be talking to you guys soon. Peace. Let's have a great match today. Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs>